The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Baba Metzi'ah, Daf Lamed Aleph. Today's Daf is being studied. Le'anu Nishmat, Abraham ben Esther, Wahashem Tanihenu, Began Aiden, Amen. Today's Daf is being studied. Fu'ash Limash, Mu'ay ben Garaz. In the Refanador, Futanefesh, Futaguf. Before I talk about the Bobby Henry, the Song of Omar Amen, we begin today's daf on Lamed Amud Bet, starting from the Mishnah on the bottom of the page. Ezohi Aveda, what is considered an Aveda that a person has to return? Matzah Hamor, or Parar, or Imbaderich, if a person found a Hamor, a donkey, or a para or a cow, or Imbaderich, they were grazing on the road, Enzo Aveda. That's not an Aveda. She says, If you see them on the road, somebody put it there. The guy's coming back to get it. Don't take it. The guy's coming back. He placed it there. But if you see a Hamor, and its vessels are turned upside down, so therefore you see what? Or para or a cow running in the vineyards, doesn't belong there. Aveda. So that's already considered Aveda, if we have to return. So it has to look, you have to look at the item depending on where it looks. If it was lost or is it placed there. He returned the animal and the animal ran away. He returned the animal, the animal ran away. Even four or five times. It says twice, you have to return it many times, even if it keeps on getting lost. Let's say, to get involved in the lost object, it would cost him out of work. He would not be able to work, because he has to stop working. It would cost him a sela. You can't tell the guy, give me a sela, and you return the object to him. Why? As she says, Lo yomar lo ten nisela, she betalti me melechti, she yomar lo im asita melechtecha, hayita marbe Torah. Achsham lefima shetarach tatol. Right, I'm not giving you a sela. If you would have went to work in your job, you would have worked much harder. Finding this aveda was less work. So I'll pay you commensurate to the work that you did for finding the aveda. I'm not going to pay you according to the work that uh, your, your original job. So I don't have to compensate him for the full uh, loss of work. You pay him according to the to, to worker. However, if there's a bedin over there, if there's three guys there, there's bedin. He's able to make a tanai in front of bedin. He says, listen, I'm not picking up this aveda unless the guy pays me for the money I'm going to lose. And that's the only reason I'm doing it. So then bedin, if there's a bedin there, then the hayaf, he's hayaf to pay. And she says, If there's a bedin, if there's a bedin, the guy says, I don't want to get the reward. I want to continue doing my work. I don't want to pick up this Aveda uh, and lose out uh, money. Look, I get paid and I make this amount of money. I'm not interested now in stopping work for a sale to deal with this Aveda so the guy's going to pay me half a sale. I don't want to do that. And he achieved. Listen, I'll pick up the Avedah if you guarantee me, Beddin, that I get full payment. Beddin has a right to make that condition, and therefore only in front of a Beddin can he make that. 
If, I, if there's no betin, who's going to make this condition for Therefore, shelo kodem. His own work comes first. He does not have to involve himself in the Aveda. Okay, this is all the uh, Mishnah. Mara is going to explain each line. So the first line of the Mishnah was what is we Aveda? What's considered an Aveda? And Gemara gave one case, or two cases. What's the Mishnah's case? He found a Hamor or a Para uh, grazing on the road. That's not an Aveda. Okay? But why? You see a Hamor and it's Kedima upside down. Or you saw a Para that's running through the vineyards. That is Aveda. Right, until now, didn't we give many cases of Aveda? Well, only these cases are considered Aveda. Until, until now in the Pirik, we gave tens of cases of Aveda. Those were not Aveda. You know what I says? Which means, uh, give us a general rule. Klal. Don't know this Mishnah is specific. That she says, Setam Aveda Shemuchachi Sam Sham Shalom Midad Baalim. Which means, give me a, a, a general way to know that the owner did not put it there. The owner put it there, he's coming back. So therefore it says, Matzah Hamur Upararoim Baderech. So you see a para or a hamur, they're grazing on the road. That's what they're supposed to be. They're walking on the road. Enzu Aveda Velo Mehayeba. You're not involved, don't get involved with it. Hamor v'chelav hafuchim para v'ratza ben akiramim alezu aveda u'mehayev ba. So Kavz Gabran says ul'olam, which means okay, you find the, the animal walking in the street. For how long? How long do you say the owner is coming back? V'chi if you see it for a week and the owner didn't come back yet, every day you see the animal great walking in the street. It's still considered not aveda. Now how long is it not considered aveda? Ul'olam, it's a rhetorical. Three days. That's the cutoff. What do you mean three days? What's the case? If you see it grazing at night in the middle of the street, even one hour. What is it doing in the middle of the night? Not normal for a person to keep his animals in the street in the night. And if it's in the day, Every day he takes his animal, he walks it in the street. So, what's the three day rule? You see it before Alot Shahar a little, before the morning. That's Bekadmeta, when it's still dark outside. And you see it close to sunset. Now, that's already funny times for an animal to be in the street right before the morning and right before the night. That's already times that are a little odd. For animal to be in the street. So comes the Gemara and says, Okay, you say, three days, the guy's animal went out and he, he, he put it to, to graze, to walk in the street at that time. Three days you could say, it's, uh, he did it. However, it's fair, more than that, it's too odd for the animal to be out at those times. Vadai, Avedahi. For sure you say it is a Aveda. Talet was a, a garment, kardom is a, an axe. What's that? You found it in the street. She says, Running in the vineyards, which is not supposed to be there, running in the vineyards. But if you found talet on the side of the fence, I mean, somebody put it there. Kardom betzad gadir. We found the axe also was placed 
Not in the middle of the street, strewn in the middle of the street. It's placed on the side of the fence. And the cow is not running amongst the kiramim, but it is grazing in the kiramim. However, if you see three days uh, consecutively uh, that it's doing that, then already it is an Aveda. Which means if you see it in the Kiramim for three days consecutive, or then already it doesn't belong there. One day, okay, you say, it happened, you put it there. But uh, more than that, so you see the three day rule, you see already is in a Braita. Let's say you see water coming to inundate somebody else's field. That's also an Aveda. You see, his field is going to get lost. So you have to mitzvah to save it. You have mitzvah to put a fence up in order to protect your friend's field from getting uh, inundated with water. To all the objects that are lost of your friend, of your brother. It comes to include even avedat karka. What does that mean, avedat uh, karka? That if somebody's field is getting damaged and getting lost either by water or whatever it may be, so there's a mitzvah to go save the field from damage. It's also considered hashamat avedat, which you can't pick up a field and return it to somebody. That means to save the field from damage. This is lechol avedat achicha, even avedat karka. That's Rava's din. You have a blighter to support you. Oh, we just saw this blighter. There's water. You see it's coming to inundate the field. You put a fence up to protect the field. Oh, so you see what? That is a yarn of Avedat Karka. You have to save the guy's field. If that's your proof, don't bring a proof for me. That's not a proof. Why? That case is talking about where there was bundles of wheat on the field. So you're not saving the field per se, you're saving the bundles. So you have no ayah of avedat karka. Could be you're saving the metaltelin that's on the field. That's why it says you have to save the field. So no, don't bring it ayah. The Kabbalah says, Idi ika omarim, memra. It was a peshita. I need a brighter to tell me that if a guy's omarim are going to be lost, that you have to go save it, that's, uh, that's uh, pashut. Which means it's a regular avedah. It's like a seh, a salma, all the examples that the Torah gives. A sheep, a, a dress, a chamor, so omarim. I don't, I don't need a hadush to tell me that. You see the guys omarim getting uh, damaged? It's like a regular case of avedah. No tzirikha, ba omarim, tzirikhi la'ara. We're talking about omarim that are still attached to the ground and they're still nurturing from the ground. And therefore, ma'udetema kimadet tzirikhi la'ara, since they need the ground, ki gufa da'ara damyan. That maybe they considered like ground, and maybe you would not have to save it. Kamashmalan, that the Omarim, you know, they're attached to the ground, they need the ground, they consider it separate, and therefore you have to go save it. We have no raya from this Braita that you have to save Karkil. I was Ravas, I do some Nechol Avedat Achicha. Comes Gemaran says, now Gemaran's gonna go for a little while on some Diyukim over here, some uh, implications from Amishnah. Matzah Hamor. Upara. Okay, so let's get the Mishnah clear. What do we say? You found a, a para and a hamor. What does that mean? They're walking on the road? They're grazing on the road? Okay, so we said the guy put it there. They're hanging out on the road. 
But why? You find the hamor with the thing upside down, the kedim upside down, or you see him running in the kedim. Kedim running in the kedim is not a normal thing to run in a, a, a vineyard. It's lost. It's flustered. So therefore, what? Rezu aveda. Okay, now watch these diyukim and Gemara. Starts the next. Agufakasha. Agufakasha is when the implications of the Mishnah are contradictory. Amal, you said, You see, walking on the road, Enzu Aveda. Okay, on the road, not Aveda. Ru'in Baderech, who they don't have Aveda. Right? Only because it's walking on the road. Ha, Ratsa Baderech. Make a diuk, but if it's running on the road, and grazing in the vineyards, Havya Aveda. That make the diuk clear again. It's only because you said baderich. <laughs> one case. Grazing on the road. You need two items for the item to be non aveda. baderich. Again. Rats baderich, problem. Aveda. Or bakerem, grazing in a vineyard, aveda. Good, no problem. Emasefa. You have the hamor and the kedim upside down. Okay, that's clearly in Aveda. But here's the question. Oh, and a para that's running in the vineyards. From the Sefa, the Mishnah Tzmashma, Dafka Ratzaba Kerim, you need two things. Ratzaba Keramim. That's Aveda. Mashma Ratzaba Derech, Enzo Aveda. Or Ru'eh, the Keramim, grazing in the Keramim, Enzo Aveda. The Masha Stira, from the Diuk of the Resha, to the Diuk of the Sefa. Amar Abayeh, Amar Abayeh, Abayeh, comes over and says, Yagid Alav Re'o. Yagid Alav Re'o is a Pasuk. Where is that Pasuk in Mishle? No, Yov. Literally, Yagid Alav Re'o, let his friend reveal him. That's a Pasuk that they're going to use to explain the Mishnah. Let the friend explain him. Him. Yagid Alav Re'o, his friend will explain him. And the Gemara explains. It says in the Mishnah, Ru'e baderech de lo havya aveda. In the resha. Grazing in the street. Baderech. That's not considered aveda. Vi'u'adin le ru'e bin akiramim. Yagid alav re'o. Mishnah doesn't take every case. Ru'e baderech and also ru'e bin akiramim. It's also considered a non-aveda. Don't make you the yuk. Learn from the Mishnah what it says and add, add another case. Yagid alav re'o. And then Sefa, that it's running in the Kiramim, Good. So instead of making it the Yuk, the Mishnah gave one of the two cases. Yagid It said one case? Include its neighbor, include its friend. So therefore, Abayah knocks out the question by saying, Huadin. That means all ro'ez are ben ro'eh baderech, ben ro'eh bekeramim is not a'veda, and all ratzes 
Hara Aveda, Ben Ratz Baderech, Ben Ratz Bekeramin. Very simple. Now, Mishnah doesn't say every case. From one case, you learn the other case. Ravaz is impossible. Amal Rava, Iyagida Lavreo. If you want to do that, Litni Kilta Vekol Sheken Hamirta. The way you would do that, if you wanted to say one case, you'd say the Hiddush case, and then I would make a Kalvachomer on the other case. You're not going to tell me the Hiddush case. I'm sorry, you'll tell me the Hiddush case, and then I would make a Kalvachomer on the obvious case. For example, let the Mishnah say like this, Litni Ratzabaderech. That's a Hiddush. That even though it's on the Derech, Dehavya Aveda, and then I'll say, But don't tell me Ratzah, she tell, tell me the case of Ratzah Baderech, right? And then I'll learn Hadush. That, that, that is the Hadush, by the way. Ratzah Baderech, and I'll say, Kalahomer, Ratzah Ben Akiramim. Or the other way, Tell me that even if it's grazing in the Kiramim, it's not a Avedah. From the fact that Mishnah gave you the reverse cases, it's not only those cases. So therefore, and so remember back to the question. You have a stira between the diuk of the resha and the sefa. Running and running against running is not a question. It depends where the face of the animal is facing. You see the animal running. If you see it's running and its face is towards the city, don't return it. It's not Aveda. It's going to the city. Come back to where it belongs. The guy's going to find it. However, if you see the animal running and its face is towards the, the field, it's getting lost. So then already, you have to return. So we're making it, it is, a, it is a two different cases. But it's not the same. It's, it's not the same case. We may do, ah, you said, that's a, that's a, mind. That's a, but Derek in one plus mashma is not a Aveda. And that was mashma, that what that's a, but Derek is Aveda. It depends the position of the animal. If you see the animal running towards the Derek, towards the Derek, going back to the city, going back to the owner, leave it. You see it running towards the field, it's running away from the owner. Therefore, it's considered an Aveda. All depends where it is running towards. Okay, that which we said in the Mishnah, that if you see it grazing in the field, in the in the the derech on the road, it's like the aveda. And, and so you made it to you and said, is not Aveda, but If it's grazing in the vineyards, it is an Aveda. It's not talking about the animal. It's talking about the Aveda is the field. You have to protect the field. Which is really, I can tell you, ben ben is not Aveda. The animal itself is not considered lost. So what did I mean when I said it's considered avud? The field is considered avud because the animal is going to destroy the field. It's in the middle of the vineyard. If we have to save the field, meaning shoot the animal away, you don't have to return the animal. Just get rid of the animal 
out of the vineyard in order to protect the, the field. Which means when we say that, it's it's not the animal. Ru'eh ben baderech ben bekeramim is not considered avedah. Ela, what's the avedah? The avedah is the karka. V'chiketani ratsa ben akeramim, have ya avedah? Oh, and then when you told me, you said if it's running in the keramim, that it is an avedah, haru'eh ben akeramim lav ya avedah, b'avedah gufah. Right? The avedah, the animal itself. Deratsa ben akeramim, when you see it running in the keramim, there's a problem. Because there, the animal itself is going to get damaged. The maskeva. Maskeva means it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt itself. And therefore, when you see it running in the kiramim, you have to save the animal itself. Because it's going to damage it. There's thorns, there's uh, branches and things like that. So when it's running in the kiramim, you have to save it because of maskeva. But when it's grazing in the kiramim, it protects itself. You don't have to worry. Not about the kiramim, and not about anything. Oh, but it's eating the field. Okay, good. You tell me when it's no, no problem. The animal is protected. Yeah, what about the uh, the karka? What about the, he's eating the, the kiramim? The field belongs to a goy. If it belongs to a goy, then we don't have to worry about the uh, the, the field. Oh, what do you mean? Maybe you have to worry about the animal itself when it's grazing in a goy's field. Why? Because the goy is going to see the animal in the field, he's going to kill it. So therefore the Quran should have to save the uh, animal from the goy. We're talking about a place where they won't kill an animal until they give a warning first. So therefore you don't have to worry. So the Quran says, what do you mean? Maybe, 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 maybe there was a warning already. If they warn the guy, and the guy is still not careful, he's letting his animal go into the, to the, to the goy's field, you don't got to touch the animal, the guy is letting it go. Which means the guy made it have care, obviously, he doesn't care. So therefore, according to this answer over here, according to Rava, let's review how he's answering the question. He's saying that really there's no stira between the cases. Let's discuss that one. When it's ru'eh in the kiramim, when we said you have to, it's aveda, not the animal. Animals are not aveda. The field is the aveda, meaning you got to save the field because what's going to happen? It's ru'eh in a kiramim. It's eating the guy's field. So therefore, shoo the animal away in order to save the field from 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 destruction. Oh, but the animal itself, no, don't worry about the animal. The animal owner is coming back. Ru'eh is not a problem. Uh, what do you mean ru'eh is not a problem? What about the animal? Uh, the animal itself. Uh, uh, no, the animal itself. Uh, I'm not worried. Uh, because of uh, 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 it's ru'eh bin akiramim, ru'eh is considered uh, uh, normal, let's say. Oh, but if it's running, running bin akiramim, you got to save the animal. Why do you got to save the animal? Because of uh, it gets damaged. The animal itself is what you have to ret- uh, uh, worry about. Because meskava, it gets uh, it gets damaged when it when it runs. Again, I'm just saying Rava's answer one more time. Okay, running is no question. When you see it running, it depends where its head is faced. If it's faced towards the city, towards the derech, it's not avidah. If it's faced towards the the, 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 the the field, it's running away from the guy. Okay, so that, that's how we answer running, running. And ro'eh we don't have to worry about. Why? Ro'eh aro'eh. Ro'eh bakiramim. So the, uh, it is avidah. What's avidah? The field is avidah. Okay? The field is a uh, avidah. Avidah gufa. 
Good. And why about derech? It's not an avedah because the animal's uh, walking on the road. When it's walking on the field, the animal's not the avedah. The field is the avedah. Beautiful. Very good. Oh, and what about running? Running in the kedamim. Running, running in the kedamim is the avedah. What's the avedah? The animal itself, because the animal itself is going to get damaged. Why? Why are you say only the animal when it's running in the kedamim? The field is also going to get damaged. No, it's a goiz. It's a goiz. Yeah, but the, the, the animal, the goiz is going to kill the animal. So the animal is also an ave, uh, It's a goiz. So, so, so if it's a goiz, you should have to save the animal because the goiz is going to kill it. Even if it's walking in the field. Even if it's walking in the field. If it's a goiz field. Now go back to the air. Running, you always have to save the animal. The animal itself is going to get damaged. It's going to get, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, scraped by the, by, 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 by the thorns and things like that. Oh, it's a goy's field. So even ro'eh, forget about the field. You have to save the animal. The goy's going to kill it. No, only where there's hatra'ah. He only, it's a place where they give warning first before they kill the animal. So you don't have to worry. Maybe, maybe they did warn him. If they warn him, the animal's still there. You don't have to worry about anything. That means the guy may gave up hope on it. The guy's uh, it's like taking his animal and putting it in a place where he, he's giving up on it. Okay, now we go back to the Gemara. Okay, no matter how many times the animal runs away, you keep on have to return it. One of the rabbis told Rabba, Right. Who told you so many times? Hashem Tishivim. Maybe Hashem is returning once. Tishivim is twice. Who told you a hundred times? Amade Hashem Afilu Kuf Pa'ami Mashma. Hashem, return it. It doesn't say how many times. Even though first Hashem. Even a hundred times Mashma. Tishivim. En li ela lebeto leginato lechrubato. Ela en li ela lebeto. If it just would have said Hashem, I would say you have to return the lost object back to the guy's house. How do I can even return the lost object back to his garden or his churba? How do I explain churba? Also like a porch of some sort. You can return the lost object no matter where. What's the case? If the garden is fenced in, of course you can put the, the, the lost object in the garden. Why not? And if it's not guarded, am I? Then, 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 how can you? You don't have to put the lost object and return it in a place that's not protected. Really, you're talking about the garden is protected. So what's the Hadush? Hadush When you return a lost object, the owner does not have to know that you returned it. By, by stealing, when you return a stolen object, the guy has to know that he got the object back. You cannot just put the, put the item back in the guy's field without him knowing. By Aveda, the Hidush is, you could return the item, just drop it on his garden, as long as the garden is shamur, has a protection on it, and you don't have to tell him, You're returning a pikadon back, you're returning a gazela back, it needs da'at, the owner has to know that you returned it. Chutz, Return it any way possible. You returned it, but he doesn't know it's in his garden. So what? As long as you put it in his property, it is okay. That's the Hadush by Hashavat Aveda. So again, Hashav teaches me, return it a hundred times. Hashav, I feel my apparmim. Teshivem, bechol makom. 
חדוש בכל מקום הכוס. No, אפילו שלא לדעת בעלים. Even if the owner does not know that it was returned, it's considered already the job location. Now we go to other examples, where the Torah uses a double language. The next case is, שלייח תשלח. That's why the מזמה of שילוח הכאן. What's the Torah say? You have the mother bird sitting on the, uh, the eggs, let's say, or the chicks. So what are you supposed to do? Send the mother uh, away, uh, and take the, take the uh, eggs. Okay? שלייח תשלח. Which let's say the mother comes back. Just send it twice. Maybe I'll say the maximum time you have to send the bird away is twice. Doesn't matter if the bird keeps on coming back, send it away again. Comes back, send it away again. So what does Tishalach come and teach me? Which means, I understand that what? I have to send uh, the mother away, which means, let's say I want to use the, uh, uh, the uh, mother, I want to eat it. I want to eat the mother bird. So I'm not sending it away. I'm taking the mother bird and eating it. So maybe I'll say, listen, Torah is telling me I can't use the mother bird for my own purposes. However, but maybe let's say I want to use the bird for a mitzvah. Uh, what kind of mitzvah the guy wants to use it for? That she says, He needs a bird to bring it as a korban for the mitzvah. How do I know that it's asur? That you have to send it even in the case of a mitzvah. You got to send it away. Even in a case where you want to use the bird for a mitzvah. That's the hadush of shalayah. Teshallah. Okay, now we're talking about the mitzvah of rebuke. The Torah says, Tochiyah, rebuke, rebuke. Tochiyah, chada zimna. Rebuke a guy once. If he doesn't listen, zimna chada. Tochiyah, chada zimna. Tochiyah, tre zimna. If he doesn't listen, rebuke him twice. Maybe I'll say after twice, you're patur. Amar leh, tochiyah, afilu mea pa'ami mashma. You have to rebuke the guy even a hundred times. Tochiyah, eni ila harav le talmid. I would say only the rabbi rebukes the Talmud if he sees him making an Avera. Talmud le Rav Minayin. How do the student rebuke the rabbi if he sees the rabbi making an Avera? Talmud Amar Ochiyah Tochiyah Mikol Makom In all cases, even student to rabbi. Azob Ta'azob Emmo That's talking about the mitzvah of Perika and Te'ina. What does that mean? There's a mitzvah, you see guys, animal uh, is laden with uh, uh, stuff. And uh, he needs help uh, unloading uh, the animal. And the Torah says, you got to help him. You see your friend, uh, you know, uh, in need. Azov ta'azov. And more. You have to help him. Now what's the double language? Azov ta'azov. And this perika and this ta'ina. We're talking about azov ta'azov. is referring to perika. Unloading the animal. He tells your friend, do me a favor, come help me. You have to help him. You cannot say, uh, you know, I'm not interested. That says, azov ta'azov and more. I only know from the Pasuk it says Azov Ta'azov is if the owner is there. But how do you know if the owner is not there? How do you know you still have a mitzvah? Even if the owner is not there, he's not helping you. He's not there. You still have a mitzvah to help the animal from its load. Not only when the owner is there, even when he's not there. Azov ta'azov mikol makom. Hakem takim emo. What's hakem takim talking about? That's what the mitzvah of ti'ina. There's a mitzvah to load 
to help your friend load his animal. And the Elah Be'alaf Imo. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. Imo, when the owner is there, helping you. She'en Be'alaf Imo Minayin. How do I know that it's a mitzvah to load the animal, even if the owner is not there? Tamud, the one, Achem, Tachem, Mekol Makom. Ve'lamma lel mikhtav perika, ve'lamma lel mikhtav te'ina. Side question, the Gemara says now. What about any two pesukim? One pesuk teaches me you have a mitzvah to unload the animal of your friend. And one mitzvah teaches me you have a mitzvah to load the animal. What do you need uh, two pesukim for? What do you need two pesukim? It's the same concept. Loading, unloading. Help your friend. Help your friend. You, need, you need two pesukim. That's what I would just teach me the law of unloading the animal. I would say, I would say there, you got two things working. That's why you have to help the guy. Number one, because the animal's in pain. The poor animal has this whole load on its back. So therefore, number one, you have tsar balechayim, and you also have chesaron kis, because what's going to happen? The animal's going to die. He loses out uh, on the animal. So therefore, in that case, I would say, you got to help, because you have two, two factors. About te'ina, but loading the animal, delav tsar balechayim ika velo chesaron kis ika emalo, I might think that you don't have to uh, uh, help. If you go the other way, if you told me that you have a mitzvah to load the animal, yeah, because there this opinion holds, you're allowed to ask for payment. A guy tells you, help me load my animal, you can say pay me. So I said, that's why you do it, because you get paid. That's why the Torah demands, because you're allowed to get paid. But you're not allowed to charge for it. I might think that you're not obligated. Therefore, the Torah comes along and says, Tzirikha. Understand, which means according to this opinion over there, when you're loading somebody's animal, you're able to ask for sakhar. You're able to ask for renumeration. So I say, in that case over there, so even if the guy's not helping you, I would say what? You got to do it because you could always get uh, paid. But how do you know that even... Perika uh, that you have to do it because you can't get paid for perika. So that's what that's coming tells you to pesukim. Okay. Yeah, which may, 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 maybe perika uh, unless you unless you agree to pay me. I'm not doing it for free. So that's why it comes tells no perika you have to do it for free. You have to do it for free. So when it comes to Gemara and says ul Rabbi Shimon de'amar after ina bechina ma'ikalimimar. The Bishim one holds, you can't charge for anything. Even for te'ina, even for unloading, no, so even for loading, you can't charge. So therefore, what do you need to pesukim for? And what I said, the Bishim on, lo misayimeh kira'eh. Which quote the Bishim on, lo misayimeh kira'eh, hem mashma te'ina vehem mashma perika. Vi ketev chada v'amina lefrika atavah te'ina lo ketev rachmana idak leta'ina. Which means, you have two pasukim. One pasuk says, Hakim takim. Right? And one pasuk says, What? Azov ta azov. According to Shimon, I don't know which pasuk is talking about te'ina, which pasuk is talking about pirika. It's, it's vague words. Azov to help him. Help him what? Help him load, help him unload. Hakim takim. Vague words. So the Shimon holds, if he didn't tell me both items, I would say that the Pesukim are referring to only Pirika. Because Pirika is more severe. Because you have the factor of the 
the animal, the Tzar Baal Hayim, because the animal has the load on its back. So therefore, according to Bishamon, uh, the Pshat is, Lom Kera. I would not know which Pasuk to learn Te'ina from, and which Pasuk to learn Pirika from. Each Pasuk is, is vague, you can learn it referring to Pirika. So if Torah only wrote one of them, I would source only teaching you Pirika, and I would not know Te'ina. Oh, so now the comes again and says... So therefore you have to write both. Because if we just wrote one, I would learn only Pidika. I would not learn Ta'ina. So comes again and says... Lamma li l'mikhtab ani tarte velamma li l'mikhtab aveda. Right, no question now. So there's Nina Pidika, let's review what we just said. One pasuk says, I came to keep, one pasuk says, Azov ta'azov. So the Gemara is to go to the first shita, not Rabbi Shimon. Uh, what do I need uh, Pirika Ta'ina for? One is Pirika, one is Ta'ina. According to the first shita, it's clear. Hakim Ta'kim is help him load. Azov Ta'azov help him unload. That's the first shita. We need both. No, because you would have thought that maybe Dafka Pirika Ta'ina, we can get paid for it. We can get paid for it. Also, there you have to help him. Maybe uh, Pirika unloading. Maybe you could come to the guy and tell us, I'm not helping you until you pay me. Come on, no, you got to do it. Even the Hanam, you have to, you have to help the guy. Okay, according to me, Shimon, you got to tell me both Pesukim, because I don't know what these Pesukim are talking about. I came to Kim Azov, it's not one is Pirika, one's Ta'ina. These Pesukim are vague. So if I just would have said one, I would have said Pirika. I would not know Ta'ina. Pirika, I would say, because the animals being helped. Well, I'm both pesukim. Okay. Now the Gemara says, "What do you need these pesukim mechlav? Isn't this aveda? Which means when you see somebody's animal, let's say with a load on it, so you have a mitzvah, just like you have a mitzvah to save a guy's field that we just learned. You have a mitzvah to save a guy's object from getting destroyed. So you see a guy's animal has a, a load on it. Isn't that in the category of a lost object? Why don't you just say it's aveda? Why couldn't you learn it from the regular deen of Aveda Likat Ashi? Lamali the Mikhtab Aveda. Or go the other way. Why did the Torah have to write the deen of Hashabat Aveda? Learn it from Pirikan Ta'ina. Just like you have to help the guy so his animal doesn't get uh, 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 broken. So it means you have, to, you have to deal with Mamun Yisrael. That's the point. You have to deal with your friend's assets. So just, I could learn from the law of Pirikan Ta'ina, the law of. Hashavat Aveda. So the Gemara comes along and says, "No, Tzadik, you need both cases." Tikatav Rachmanani Tarte Meshum de Tzara de Mara Ita Tzara Dida Ita Abal Aveda de Tzara de Mara Ita de Tzara Dida Leta Ema Lo. I would say maybe you know when you have to help your friend when there's two Tzars, Tzar of the guy and Tzar of the animal. Mashi'inkin by Aveda, the animal's not in pain. It's only the tzad of the, of the guy. Maybe I say, you don't have to return it. In the state, if I just had pinikad ta'ina, I'd say, oh, yeah, you got to unload the guy's animal. The guy himself is in, in pain, because he's losing his money. And what? The animal's in pain. So maybe when you have two factors, that's when you have to save the, uh, give the, uh, save, save the asset. But maybe when you only have one factor, you see an animal roaming in the street. Is the animal in pain? No. But the owner is in pain. Maybe I say you don't have to return it. Kamash malan. Viyash me'inan aveda. And if you just told me aveda, mishum deleta lemara bahada. Aveda, you know why you have to return it? Because the owner is not around. 
So therefore there's no etzah, you have to go return the item, because the guy is not going to get his item back. The guy standing right there. I would say what? Emma lo. I would say maybe not sinikah, which means maybe when the guy standing there by his animal and his animal's in trouble, I say I don't have to help him. Let him go hire somebody. <laughs> what do you want from me? Which is by aveda. I would say, listen, you have no choice. The guy, is, his, his item is lost. He has no idea where it is. There, if you're not going to save it for him, he loses. You walk on the street, the guy's animal, laden with stuff on it. The owner knows exactly what's going on. Who says I have to go help him? I'll tell the guy, you see the situation you're in, go hire two guys off the street and let them help you. What do I got to help you for? The guy tells you, even when the owner's there, you still have to lend a hand. Comes the Gemara and continues... Mot you mat What is this talking about over here? A guy hits somebody and kills him. What's the deen? The guy that kills his friend, so we put him to death. Mot you mat I only learned from this pasuk mita ketuba. What's the what's the death penalty when somebody kills his friend? What is the death penalty? Headex if you kill him with a sword. So I know from the pasuk that only if you're able to kill him with a sword. However, how do I know that if you can't kill him with a sword, that you can kill the guy who killed his friend with any mita? Now why would he be able to kill him with a sword? You're on a boat, let's say. You don't have a sword. How do I know you could kill him, throw him overboard, drown him? How do I know you can kill the murderer anyway? Kill him. Anyway, from the double language. This is talking about over here, if you have an ir, hanidahat. Now what's the law of ir hanidahat? These are the people that are worshipping avodah zara. So the Torah comes along and says, you have to kill all the inhabitants of the city. How do you kill them? You kill them also with saif. Normally avodah zara, you kill them with sekilah. But ir hanidahat, you kill all the inhabitants with the Sword. So Yabara says, in the air, the Mitzvah is to kill them the normal way, Saif. How do you know you can kill them in any which way? Let's say you can even kill them in Saif. Kill them any which way. Okay, the Torah says long like this. You lend somebody money. Okay? He didn't pay you back. So now you're betting, or you're allowed to go to the guy's house and take a collateral. But the Torah says that every night you have to go back to the guy and give him back his collateral if he's ani and needs the collateral. So it says, Hashif Tashif. You have to keep on going back at night to give him back his collateral. Then you come back in the morning and take it back. Hashif Tashif. Maybe only when Betin took the collateral, which was done legally by Betin, then the law is that Betin has to go every night and, or the guy has to go every night and, Return it. However, let's say the guy himself repossessed the mashkon. The lender went to the guy's house and grabbed the mashkon. How do I know in that case also that he has to return it every day? Any case, no matter if he took it or if the guy himself took it, he always have to return it at night to let the guy use his object. That's the same case. Chabot is the same case. If you lend somebody money and now he didn't pay you, you can go to his house and take a 
collateral. And the elash maskeno besud. Maybe you only have to return it again when it was done besud biti. Maskeno shelo besud. But let's say you took it without besud. You just went to the guy's house to get yourself. Mean how do you have to return it? Tamud lomar habol tachbol mikol akom. Now what do you need to pesukim teaching you the same thing? Vehani today kerei lamali. What do I need two pesukim to teach me that what that when you take a maskeno a collateral from your friend that you got to return it to him because if he needs it. Right, it depends if it's an item that it's it's ksut yom or ksut laila. What does that mean? Let's say it's a blanket. Blanket the guy needs at night when he goes to sleep. So what's the deen? The deen is every night before it gets dark, you have to go and return him his blanket. Because he needs it at night. That's one law. Or let's say it's ksut yom. Let's say it's, an, uh, it's a shirt that he needs to wear during the day. So therefore, every night before morning, you have to go to the guy's house and return to him in the morning. So therefore, it depends on what the item is. If it's ksut yom, or it's a ksut laila, depending on what it is, you're always going to have to return to him, either before the night, or before the morning. Comes again, patoah, tiftah. In the mitzvah tzedakah, we have a double language. Patoah, tiftah. In the eda la'aniyya From that pasuk, I could say, maybe you only have to give money to the poor people of your city. How do I know that you have to give money even to the poor people of a another city? Tamud Omar Patoah Tiftah Mikol Makom Naton Titin. It's also giving tzedakah. Any ela matana meruba, which means that teaches me what that I might think that you only have to give a matana meruba a significant give. Naton Titina means something as chashuv. Matana mu'etit minayin. How do I know that a guy can't afford to give a big gift to the kohen to the tani? How do I know that even he should give even a small matana? Give whatever he can give. Ha'anek ta'anik. Okay, what does ha'anek ta'anik teach us? That's why when the Ebed goes out, the Ebed Avni goes out, the mitzvah is on the way out, give him, uh, give him some gifts. Give him like a, a bonus on the way out. Any elashin barekha bayit biglalo. Ma'anikim. Maybe because the Pasuk says, Ha'anek ta'anek oto. I'm giving you the whole Pasuk. Asher berachecha, Hashem edoecha. Maybe only in a case where the slave brought good luck to the master and brought beracha, then you have to give him gifts on the way out. Lo nit berecha bayit biglalo minayin. How do I know that if the house wasn't blessed, that it, he, he still has to give him? Tamud wa ra'anek ta'anek. Mikol makom. Or Rabbi Nazar ben Azariah, the man that parecha bayit biglalo ba'anikim lo. Lo nit parecha bayit biglalo em ba'anikim ta'anik lamali. According to Rabbi Nazar, that says, no, you only have to give the gift if the house was blessed. So what do you do with the double language? The Berat Torah kishon bnei Adam. The Torah speaks in the way of vernacular of of, of men. Meaning, ta'anik ta'anik. Don't vidayek the double language. The Torah speaks in the double language. That's the normal way of talking, but not to be midayek. The extra word, ha'avet ta'abitenu. Okay, what's the law of ha'avet ta'abitenu? What's that law of ha'avet ta'abitenu? Huh? That's the last one we have to do. That's right, you have a mitzvah to give a loan. You have to lend people money. They need money, you got to lend people money. So the Gibbara says, in the Ela she'enlo, a guy doesn't have money, ve'enlo rotselit parnes. And he doesn't want to take charity. Then you can fool the guy and say, listen, I'm giving you a loan, even though you're really giving him a gift. You don't want, you're not going to ask his friend back, but you don't want the guy not to take it. So maybe in a case where the guy doesn't have money, he doesn't want to take charity, 
So then you can tell the guy, okay, it's not chariots alone, you'll pay me back. However, Yeshlo, let's say the guy has money, he has a million dollars in the bank. Minayin, but he doesn't want to use it. Yeshlo. Minayin, as she says. Yeshlo, he doesn't want to use his money. Ela Mishilcha. He wants to use your money. Which means, how do you know that you take, that you can lend the money, of course get paid back after... Uh... Oh, what a law. The God has one who's all money, you have to lend the money? Who's your money? Let him starve. Yeah, he says, the guy's going to die of starvation. This guy is a cheapskate. He has money. He doesn't want to use his own money. And the, the guy's going to die of uh, starvation. He only, uh, he he's a kamsan. He only will use other people's money. You have a mitzvah to give him money. Yeah, but he said you can get the money back, by the way. He said, after the guy dies, you're going to go to the Yorshim, and you're going to claim the money. Don't think you're giving the guy a gift. This case is not a regular gift. This case, you're going to claim the money back. Anyway, because it says, Tamud Lamar, Ta'avitenu. Ha'avet, Ta'avitenu, mekol makom. Ha'urabishimon, da'amar, yeshtoven, ur'chilipanes, eniskakim lo. But according to the Bishimon that says, if a guy doesn't want to use his own money, you don't got to give him anything. What does Ta'avitenu come to teach me? Ta'avitenu, lamali. Torah, the the